Well, Hawkers, we were told to expect games like this, but we had hoped to see something other than a 59-point capitulation to the old arch rivals Essendon in our season opener. We're back to recap the few things that went right, but also make sense of what went wrong. So let's crack on with the show. My name is Nick Mason, and with me as always is a man who is about as flat as a pancake under an anvil. G'day, Tiz. Hey, mate. How are you? <laughs> oh, no. You're putting on a brave face. You're really trying, aren't you? Oh. The team was trying. Mm, very. <laughs> uh, Dino has asked, does it get any lower than this? <laughs> I mean, okay, it's round one. I am a bit low. It's, lower than a snake's ass. <laughs> it's game one of the season. Let's not get carried away. Technically speaking, it doesn't get lower than this because we are 18th. Well, then when I left, I, I sort of thought to myself, well, I've got the membership. When are we back here for a home game, round nine? Yep, the fixture sucked back then. Turns out it sucks now too. <laughs> so yeah, that is really unfortunate. That was uh, would have been nice to have a home game win, and we won't get that chance again until uh, well, unless anyone's going down to Tassie. Um, won't but, get that chance at the MCG for for several weeks. But I thought to myself, you know, are there any excuses for this? And today the AFLPA came up with one. Uh, the surface at the MCG obviously wasn't good enough. Oh, okay, fair enough. Are we we good. Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, look. So we just strike that from the record, I think. Now, this is the thing. If we had it just played in our home deck at Waverley, we would have known what a bad surface was like. Mate. Instead, we jumped around the map and we should have just stayed put at home. I handed you a shovel. <laughs> and you dug deeper. <laughs> ah, look, it's all a matter of perspective, isn't it? Because we've got a question from Willard here. What, what are the best five moments from the game? Perhaps passages of play, simple gestures. And look, I thought on the surface, geez, five's a lot. We, we got smacked. And we're going to be able to come up with five. I think between us, we can find five. Yeah, eventually... The umpire got good at bouncing the ball. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah. Are we that, counting that, that? First one? No. No, we were we were good in flashes, as you'd expect with a young side. There was certainly very little cohesion, but obviously Mackenzie was a standout. Mm-hmm. We'll come to him later, but nothing could be questioned about him being selected in that side. That's right. In, in particular, those forward 50 entries, really liked those from Mackenzie. I thought uh, CJ's goal was excellent. Uh, Chad Wingard, goal of the year contender, oh, yeah, clearly. goal of the year contender, but also we knew he could do that. Mm. And he'd had it a bit, and he hadn't done anything with it, and I thought, oh, Chad. Going to be one of those get, days. Going to be one of those days. You're going to get frustrated. I'm going to get frustrated with you. <laughs> <laughs> and then he pulled that out. I was like, that is magic. I think Sicily had a number of really important marks and intercepts and yeah, he was just super. He was he was critical to to us holding on. And they were trying, to, get trying un- to hang in there, and they were trying to get under his skin the whole day. Yep, aim on, just mm-hmm. roll into fifty, kick the wonderful goal. Having been involved in the build up play as well, yes, showed yep. his class there. Fergus Green, his first goal. I did enjoy that a lot, but also emblematic of one of the main problems that Hawthorne faced throughout the day. May we'll have stood up. May have stood up. <laughs> And expl- exclaimed how good Fergie was. That was uh, that was a very good moment. Speaking of standing up, we mentioned CJ before. Yeah. I wish I could keep up like that after doing anything in my life, let alone kicking a goal after having run, what, about 50 metres? <laughs> he really earned that goal and it was brilliant to see. Uh, so I reckon we've got about five between us there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we'll leave on that note. <laughs> <laughs> 
Positive <laughs> thank, note. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll, we'll see you in round two. Uh, no, we, we should get on to some other individuals. We mentioned James Sicily before. 30 touches at 73.3% disposal efficiency, a game-high 15 marks, and was clearly our standout defender on what was a dirty day all round. Yep. The other standout defender got pushed forward. So <laughs> Yes. Yep. <laughs> I thought Josh Ward was very good. Uh, he got run down early in the piece, and I thought it might have dented his confidence. Uh, lovely handball from Miki, just mm-hmm. uh, to him under pressure. Uh, 26 disposal, 84.6 disposal efficiency, and quite simply our best midfielder, most consistent on the day. Yeah, certainly in terms of balance, finding the footy and then using it well, Ward was the standout there. Warple, I think, in terms of sheer accumulation, 29 touches for 575 metres gained and seven inside 50s, mm-hmm. the efficiency was a bit down. So I think it's great that he's getting the footy like he used to, and it's great that he's sending us forward, but probably needs someone that can hit a target and use the footy a bit better than him. I wouldn't charge Warple with that responsibility but going seven forward. clearances is great, and it's exactly yeah. what we want to see from him. Uh, Ward had three clearances, mm-hmm. four to Moore, and, of course, three to Nash. In the limited time Re- that he wow. was on. Okay, I didn't realise he had three clearances. But mm. yeah, subbed on for Cozzy. But we'll, we'll talk about Cozzy a little bit later. Must um, we? <laughs> Will Day looks more and more comfortable as a, as a midfielder. 22 touches at 72.7%. Uh, seven inside 50s, same as Warple. Nearly a team high tackles, which is... Uh, Not hard. Indicative <laughs> of the problems. I think... At half time or even three quarter time, the there might have been a bit of favola coming out of uh, Sammy yelling pressure points at everybody. You know, there's just no, there was no pressure on the ball carrier. Is this a throwback to the Brownlow? Yeah, yeah. Oh, He's just running around going How many pressure years point, ago pressure this? point on on Juddy. Oh, fabulous moment. <laughs> do you want to know something about tackles? Though you mentioned uh, our tackle count. Who do you think led our tackles? Hardwick, I looked it up earlier. Yeah, with, with five. <laughs> yeah. Five yeah. was enough to lead our tackles. That's not good. Next best, as you say, Ward and Day with four each. Tackles inside 50 was led by Luke Bruce mm-hmm. with just two inside yep. 50. Now, overall, the team recorded just nine tackles inside 50 for the day. That is pretty damn poor, and I don't expect it to surprise to any Hawthorne supporters out there. Yeah, no, the pressure, it wasn't a high-pressure match, but um, you know, it was very obvious that... Essendon used the width of the MCG much better than we did. Mm-hmm. And then when they got their game face on, they just went straight down the middle whenever they could. And, yeah, they, they, didn't they were hitting up targets. They were lowering their eyes when we wouldn't. Yeah, they, they didn't encounter too much resistance, which was really frustrating. Liam points out at Hawk Talk Pod, we ranked 16th in the competition for tackles per minute of opponent possession this week too. So whenever the opponents had the footy, in terms of our tackle pressure applied, yep. we're easily one of the worst teams in the comp. We're the youngest team in the comp. We have the lowest pressure. We have the lowest experience. And we didn't even drop one of our ruck forward of the cent- uh, forward of the ball much because mm. uh, we respected Draper too much to do that. They dropped Draper into their forward line and yeah. we'd go with him, yep. uh, which really robbed us of that tactic. I thought tactically um, Sam Mitchell was beaten much of the day. Oh, over the whole day. But there was a point in the second quarter where our midfield looked to be getting on top. Mm-hmm. We just weren't capitalising. Yeah. Uh, so there were moments, and I was waiting for the thrust and parry to come in the third quarter, but there was no response. Well, tactically, I think there was an issue with what 
we've come to understand is Hawthorne's MO, that run and gun play. Mm. Well, Essendon just thought, okay, well, I guess we'll allow you to win the footy back and we'll build just... up a head of steam. Well, they also managed to slow us down through, you know, professional ways of slowing the play. Yeah, but not only that, if Hawthorne did get on a run, we could expect there to be two Essendon defenders just waiting there. Usually our forwards were outmanned. Well, e- e- Essendon knew that, okay, it's, it's fine. You, you guys can win the well, ball back. Well, no, that's back. because we were dropping one more. We were bringing one up to the midfield contest. Yeah, but it wasn't working. And so they would drop one back. Yes, because yeah. you've got a half forward that is typically a rotation of, say, McGuinness or uh, even McKenzie was there at one point, maybe, you know, Ward or Warple, one of those guys. And basically what would happen is the ball gets thrown up and they charge into the middle and the Essendon blokes just stay there. Yeah. And you've got an out number already. Essendon haven't even had to work for that. As soon as we win the ball back and we dump kick it as we want to do, yeah. uh, what do you think it's gonna what do you think is gonna happen? I it's get gonna that. rebound straight back. But we would we would win the ball at that contest. Yes. Kick it forward. Yes. Everyone would run forward, mm-hmm. and then it goes straight back through our defensive That's structure. That's what I mean. That's exactly what I'm referring to. And they'd have two blokes in the forward line against Sicily. Yes. And you'd think to yourself, how on earth did that happen? And the reason that happened was because we didn't run back far, hard enough. Oh, yeah. No, there was a complete lack of accountability, regardless of how Essendon appeared to move it, whether it was a, a sort of slingshot transition, or if they patiently picked their way through with uncontested marks... Essendon, whichever way they went, did it very easily. And that's concerning. Because at least one of those should be easily defended against. And yep. that is the slow way. Mm. And, you know, it's one thing to guard space, but Hawthorne just wasn't nearly tight enough in how they were setting up. Essendon just carefully and patiently picked their way through. And before you knew it, at least they were at half forward and they had a chance to set up a shot on goal. Any more positive stuff? <laughs> I think we moved out of the positives pretty damn quickly. In fact, our disposal efficiency isn't dreadful. Well, it's a lot better than what I've seen for, for a long time. Uh, I, I thought the majority of our team actually looked this up. They're operating at a, a satisfactory standard, actually, most above 70%. Impey had 18 touches at 100%, which I thought mm-hmm. was pretty good. I thought he held his own mostly. Amon had 20 touches and a goal at 80% disposal efficiency. Wingard, as we know, with the goal of the year contender, but 13 touches at 462 was a little bit concerning. And he's uh, he, he went off with a cramp of some kind. Um, which, look, we know a thing or two about Wingard at this point. Do we expect him to play next week? I'm not holding out much hope. Well, you'd expect they'd put him in cotton wool again, wouldn't you? Yeah. They had him in cotton wool all summer. So. Well, they weren't going to risk him for the rest of the game. They decided to, to pull his involvement, so there you go. Can we talk about our rucks? Because Sammy seemed keen to talk about our rucks in the presser and mm. how good they were. Yeah, you're, you're questioning that? Yeah, I very much question it. Well, we broke even. In the uh, the centre stoppages. Effective hitouts, yeah. Yeah. So Reeves had the most hitouts of any ruck on the ground, but hitouts to advantage are a problem. Mm. That suffered. Reeves and Meek and their work around the ground, uh, it just wasn't really there for me. I didn't notice them. Uh, Meek ran at 100%. How many touches did he have, though? Nine. 50% more than Reeves. <laughs> 50%. You can use stats to sound really good, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Reeves had six. Yeah, yeah so I got that. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't agree with Sammy's assessment that the Ruck division held their own? No. How many did Draper kick? Did he kick two in the end? He he, he just seemed to be a, a colossal threat. I mean, he didn't have a touch in the first or the last quarter, Draper. There you go. 
so they did pretty well on him, but there's two goals. Yeah. Mm. And neither of our men looked anywhere near it in front of goal. Mm-hmm. We've got some real issues in our selection next week against Sydney. This question from PJ. How many issues from the game are due to a lack of forward pressure? For a forward line with no key talls, the lack of pressure put on by our small forwards was very disappointing. Absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. They had too much time, put a bit of pressure on Heppel, you would have got two goals out of his mistakes. You know, it's dreadful. <laughs> Meanwhile, at Box Hill, it was only a practice game against the Dons, but O'Sullivan, you know, and O'Sullivan and Brockman, yeah, and, and the other and the other guy, Butler, Butler. Thank you. Yep, you've got options right Bearing there. In the lead, <laughs> you're a big fan of Sammy Butler. <laughs> Maybe I did it purposefully. <laughs> I am going to start a countdown. Mm. I'm not sure how long it will last. Okay, I hope it doesn't last long at all. But a total of 20 contested marks forward of centre. Oh, no. Okay. Because we couldn't have recorded that many this... None. (laughs) None yesterday. No, this is too So let's see how long it it takes for us to get to 20. Oh, God. This could be... I don't know if we get there by the bye. I I expect the TOB to take it up. (laughs) You hope they do. How long till Hawthorne gets to 20 contested marks forward of centre? Is that a nice little segment? Well, I don't know about nice being the operative word there. <laughs> is like this team is missing Lewis, right? We're we're missing a colossal forward. Yes, we need a key position forward, and I know you kind of brushed it aside. Cosy is. I've never seen. Have I seen a key forward lack that much confidence? It's pretty bad, isn't it? Yeah. Like the delivery's not flash sure. a lot of the time. Bad. But Cosy. But he's also running into other players in the effort to yeah. actually do something now. Sorry, that that sounded a bit wrong. Uh, it, you know, he wants to impact the game so much yeah. now, and he would have a lot of pressure on him now that he's starting to run against the patterns, just trying to get a touch, however yeah. he can. Yeah, it's gotten to a place where uncontested, you're not really sure what you're going to get from Cosy, and that's a problem. Well, he didn't have many opportunities where he didn't have no. one or two hanging off him at least. Yeah, that's right. Because either the speed wasn't on, and he's not really putting his hands up. When there is speed on the ball, anyway, he's yeah. part of the slow play. Yeah, correct. So, anyway, it, it's very tough for him because he hasn't—he couldn't even get a ruckman down there to help him out. That's right. Yeah, they played Fergus Green in the goal square. Yeah, which I don't know. I, I would have changed that. I would have swapped and reversed it. Cosy does a lot of work. Fergus does a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Wingard was doing a hell of a lot of running, mm-hmm. but you know, it wasn't being rewarded. Apart from Mackenzie who wills out these beautiful little passes. There's just some something uncanny about the boy, isn't there? It's, uh... He looks remarkably comfortable already, doesn't he? Yeah. With a poise that defies his inexperience at the level. But then just the... You know how certain players can only kick the ball at one pace? Yes. Well, he can, he can do a lot of different things. It's a bit like I was watching with Envy Dacos mm. and how he can sort of just pitch the ball so that it hits the right point in the trajectory as the player comes through for the mark. Absolutely. Uh, Cam McKenzie with 18 touches at 83.3% disposal efficiency, which is bloody good for a first game. Three high-quality inside 57 score involvements in all. Yeah. yeah. How many goals did we kick? <laughs> well, exactly right. Let's see, nine. And uh, yeah, nine goals, 11. Yeah, so we had 20. So he's involved in a third. Yeah, effectively, uh, and including one goal assist as well. That was to Fergus Green. And then there was the little lovely pass to Brust. Yes, well, that was one of the key highlights of the day. 
Because Bruce wasn't even lead, leading for the footy. Did you notice that? No, he just put it to his advantage and dropped it in the hole. Yeah. both play- That's synergy right there. Both players knew what was required. Cam's thought to himself, I'm going to kick it here. When was the last time you saw something like that? Well, exactly. Yeah. So Cam says, I'm going to kick it here, and Bruce just knows. Yeah. That's where I'm going, because that's where the ball's going to go. Because I back this kid to know what the hell he's doing. Turns out he does. Yeah. One game in for Cam McKenzie. I'm already... All right, clear the rundown. Let's just talk about Cam. (laughs) We've got a fair bit to get to. Uh, We've got heaps more questions, actually. We we got bombarded by questions. And not all of them totally negative, but people really wanted to have their say after this game. Uh, Liam, actually, returning to something else Liam said, at Hawk Talk Pod, we used 21 centre bounce combinations. Using the same trio with a new ruck counts as a separate combo. Only four of those combinations were tried multiple times. Does that say anything to you? The one thing I noticed was that Bruce and Nash were uh, trusted about halfway through the third quarter with going into the centre square. Oh, why not? (laughs) Why not? I think that's too many combinations for one game. I don't know about the continuity there. You select maybe two or three of those and, and really try and get them right first before you start running too many guys through. That That's... The midfield's a long-term project. Let's do that over a few games. I don't do it inside one game, I don't think. Why? I think that's how they have to continue going, isn't it? Like... Yeah, but you've got 20... What, 22 more rounds to do that? Yeah. And we've got... How many elite midfielders? They've oh. got to spread the load like this. If it's a matter of keeping them fresh and not driving them into the dirt, then fair enough. But in terms of continuity and, and working out, you know, what these guys are capable of and, so and executing a game Learning plan, on the job, if you're cha- making that many changes, they're not going to learn. Well, yeah, that's that's my fear with that. Yeah. What did you think of McGuinness? I mean, he did his tagging role. and when Up he, until halftime, yeah. Yeah, and when he wasn't doing his tagging role, I didn't really rate him that much, to be honest. Yeah, there was a moment, I think, in the first half where he looked like he would be part of a goal. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I mean, the guy had 96% time on field and uh, he was the lowest-rated hawk. Yeah, that's a problem. Uh, But it's also speaking to that issue of ball goes up in the centre and he runs straight into the middle to take his man, to take merit, I think it Mm -hmm. was. Yeah. Well, that's all well and good, but if you're not going to strategize for that in terms of our attacking power and mitigate Essendon having two defenders. Yeah, I, I don't know. I He played his role, but I'm not sure strategically it tessellated with the rest of the team. So basically, the, the game plan was shot to bits halfway through the third quarter. Oh, yeah. Brad Scott worked it out. Hmm. Yeah, he, he knew what to do with it. Yeah. And Hawthorne to that stage had not demonstrated... Well, I mean, we, we, didn't, we didn't play to it. We panicked. Well, they had not demonstrated the Hawks a willingness to defend the other way. So Essendon knew that, oh, we'll get the footy back off you. Mm. No problem there. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to do our thing. And they did. Yep. And they scored. It was an avalanche. So, yeah, the Hawks need to work that out. You go, like, you live and die by this kind of game plan. You've got to run the other way. You have to defend the other way. I mean, when you look at the stats over the last few years, we had a good defence. Yeah. Because it was a team defence. Yes. Mm. And uh, there are a few people, you know, saying that we missed Mitchell and O'Meara and... No, no. Add them into the mix here with what we're trying to do. It doesn't make a difference. I'll tell you that right now. How'd Jagger go? Well, his team lost. 
Okay. Against the Saints. I can tell you it didn't look too great. Oh, okay, really? Yeah. You, you watched it with a close eye? You've got a weird thing about Frio, don't you? You don't mind them. Oh, anything to beat that. Or Did you see the score line? I didn't actually, know. Well, I mean, it's typical Ross Lyon football. <laughs> oh, he should be outlawed. Anyway. <laughs> We've got a number of uh, miscellaneous listener questions to get to. This one from Arbel. Big picture getting lost here. Results are irrelevant this season. Performance and individual player development have to be the measures. Performance today was terrible, but it's one game out of 22. The pertinent question is, what's the most worrying long-term issue arising for today? I already brought that up. Contested marks, forward or centre. Yeah, You can't take some of them. I would say, broadly speaking, uh, the forward line and targets in the forward line. What can we do without Lewis? We just don't have the depth right now. You can't drop Cosby. You can't tell me Lewis is the answer. Well, he's not He's not the whole answer. Right. But we look drastically different once he's back. Yeah, but even like uh, one of our listeners said earlier, even with small forwards, there's no pressure on the opposition defenders. Yes, yep. Just, well, that's unacceptable. Yeah, oh, absolutely. That's been a problem for a while, before this season. So, broadly speaking, as I said, the forward line is definitely an issue, and... You know, we've glossed over it before, but pre-season, in terms of having that uh, pre-season supplementary selection pick, or you know, it's a mouthful, isn't it? How, whatever you call it, I reckon we have to look at a key position forward. Okay. You're still not sold on that. Why? Uh, well, I mean, we tried. And it when? didn't pay off. What, Callow? Callow. Try again. Mm. What is this nonsense? Don't you feel like we need a... Well, a high draft pick for something like that? Yeah, look, I do. If it's true just, that if you're going to do let it, them do hanging it. on the leave them hanging I know, on the vine. You I know. know. We might have to attract one. Yeah, it's true. If you're going to do it, do it properly. Yep. Maybe don't hang it on the mid-season draft for that. But it's even our stocks are looking very thin. You know, Jekyll having a five-six week hamstring. Yeah. It's such poor timing for him. Yeah. Well, it is for him. Yeah. Contractually he'd be speaking. In. Yeah, he'd be straight in. Yep. I was going to say, you could bring Maxi up. Is it too soon? He is showing a lot. I wouldn't have thought so. Well, in a forward line that's bereft of options and confidence and any sort of attacking flair, maybe you're right. How much are we going to pay if we win against Sydney? It's going to be enormous. <laughs> I, There's I, been a lot of times where round one has looked absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't meant anything for the rest of the season. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Our expectations against Sydney must be low, right? Like you and I. We're not expecting big things this week. Well, and then, and then we've got. North. I don't expect Buddy to kick any, which is good. <laughs> that was handy, wasn't it? He'll never face Hawthorne again. That's it now. I've yeah. seen some people online be sad about that. Why? Oh, I loved watching him. Yeah, there's that. Live? But, yeah, but I don't want him to kick goals against us. Uh, yeah, okay. Would you rather it was a different swan? We need a few of them to be out to have any hope. So are the results irrelevant? How do you judge the improvement of a team if it's not on wins and losses? That's yeah. really the question, isn't it? Well, how do you sell it to the average footy fan oh, that, I think that doesn't the, care about any no, of this I stuff? No, I think the slogan depth. believe just does that. Oh, really? Yeah, that's just perfect. Oh, good. Believe? Oh, okay. I guess I will then. Uh, no, it has to translate to wins and losses eventually. But, yeah, I mean, look, games like yesterday, don't do it. You have little bits and pieces <clears> here. We've plucked a few positives. But uh, you can't have too many of those. It starts to really dent the confidence, not only of the players, but the fans. I thought when we had the ball, it was, you know, we looked all right. Some of the ball movement was great. 
Yeah, in the first half. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. I'm not. Let forget the second half. Oh, it's when they when the when they started just looking at their toes. All right. Well, between this week and next week, hopefully, yeah. fingers crossed, we'll have a whole game to be proud of. <laughs> if we're going by halves, tis. Yeah. Well. Uh, <laughs> well <laughs> what do you think, Sammy? Does this morning when he comes in on the review on the Monday morning review? <sighs> Well, I hope part of him takes a, a little bit of accountability for what happens strategically. I bet he uses the word teachings, but apart from that... <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. It'd be a bit of wiping the slate clean, wouldn't it? There'd be no point going through every... Well, you don't take some of the attitudes that I've seen on social media. Yeah. That's the end of the... And even I was guilty of that. I, I wanted to play it up. Did you I, catastrophize it? Oh, I just thought it was cute to mention Harley Reid. Oh. But it's round one. We've got a whole season. So <laughs> yeah. who knows? Yeah. But yeah, I don't think Sammy catastrophizes it. I don't think he, you know, tears into them or anything like that. But he was, he said he was disappointed, and I believe that. I reckon they were all disappointed with that. Yeah. Are we a 10 goal worse team than Essendon? Come on. Well, that's what was so shocking. Yeah, that's what hurts. Apparently, we are. I don't quite believe that, but that's what happened. This question from Nenders. Why do we never have a one-on-one up forward? Ball movement is so slow from half-back. We seem to always be kicking to outnumbers, and it results in instant turnovers and getting burned on the rebound every time. Understand it's a young side, but it seems like it's plagued us for years. Yeah, that's going to take a while to get rid of that. Sides know it works against us. Yeah, exactly. The guy, the guy that we need to be winning the one-on-ones can't win a one-on-one. Well, you don't even have to win the one-on-one. You just have to bring it to your advantage. Yeah, and then, then we have no one to mop it up. Well, Typically. sometimes we do, yeah. but Yeah, not often enough. We know that from the, the tackle stats that we mentioned before. This question from Timo. With the array of defensive options, why is Sicily not playing forward, at least with Lewis out? He has a potent leg, can work into the mid, and can take a grab. Well, he did have a shot at goal. Don't even remember that. I don't see Sicily playing forward. I no. Well, I don't think that would be useful... <laughs> No, for the future. Um, as long as he's that vital in defence, then you can't do anything with Frost him. Frost might go forward again. Yes, Frost might go forward again. I've I've seen people online suggesting that we bring DGB in and then put him forward. Well, the, the reason Frost would go forward and not Sicily is because Frost, mm. he pressures the ball. Yes. That's the difference. But Sicily can't go forward. He's just too vital where he is. And you rob an, an already under-the-pump defence if you do that and... He, he's, you know, good for a really relieving mark. He proved that constantly yesterday. If you don't have that, then it might be going... The ball might be going a little bit further through the sticks. So, uh, this question from Vonnie. Why didn't we have one of the rucks down in the forward line from the start? We need that big, tall target. All our forwards are easily pushed off the ball and not strong marks. Even when Reeves was put down there later in the game, he followed his player too far up the ground. Yes, that is true. That's all I we have watched, to say about that. I, wa- I watched it. I thought they were... Well, you know, they were in a hard place after halftime because they just weren't getting the ball out of the middle and they couldn't back themselves to send the ruck forward. I understand that. Mm. But, yeah, at the start of the game, I would have loved to have seen that vote of confidence in the midfield and it might have paid dividends. But also I can understand Sammy being a little bit negative in that first quarter. And I thought they were. I didn't think they were trying that run-and-gun style of Mm. attack in that first quarter. I thought they were just trying to see how the game progressed. I thought they showed a little bit of that, but... No, the second quarter was run and gun. You could tell. Yeah, they yeah. were really trying to get some speed onto the ball. There were a couple of fast players who were, who were pretty noticeably absent, like Bramble, and, and I didn't think Giath had a, had a big game at all. 
lovely goal, but yeah, but apart he from got, that, he got burnt the other way. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I didn't think much of Bramble's game either. Connor McDonald, yeah, he's a good link player. Yeah, but he butchered the footy. He did a bit. You know, running at about fifty percent. There was a bit of uh, perceived pressure about Connor McDonald, yep. which I haven't noticed before. Mm, mm. Uh, what did you think of Meek as a first game for the Hawthorne Footy Club in the ruck? Meek by name. Meek by nature. No, no, I'm not going to go that far. Um, <laughs> oh, he was all right. I just, I think our rucks, in terms of tap work and winning the hitouts, they, well, they were supreme in that regard. But I'm not sure they offered that much around the ground. I liked how he presented it a few times. Mm-hmm. He took a couple of marks, didn't he? Yeah, I think he took six marks. Yeah. To so, Reeves, one. Yeah, so. so, you know, that gives you some relief in moving the ball forward. Yeah. I think he takes the first ruck spot. Yeah, well, he could do. He was probably a little bit better than Reeves. Reeves did win the hitouts, but, yeah, Meek offered a bit more around the ground, which is sorely needed right now. Look at Impey, 100%. This is fantastic. Yeah. You can't drop him. But was he damaging? There's a question of that as well. Yeah, he uses the footy well, but would you say that he was damaging on the day? I'm not sure. Bruce kicks three. Yes. And a post. Mm-hmm. Very good game from him. Well, under the circumstances, yeah. Yeah. Friend of the show, Luke Bruce. We didn't mention it with him. Mm-hmm. But the 500 goal thing. Yeah, it's coming up. I'm I'm just adding them in my mind every time he has a shot. Mm-hmm. Trying to work out which round I have to attend. <laughs> and if it's going to be anywhere near... The MCG. Yeah, well, that's another question. Uh, this from Lauren. My biggest question is what happened to that attacking game style we played in all the practice matches? We rarely look to the middle. If we're scared to take the game on against a bottom four side, what was the point of practicing that at the start of the year? Oh, there were a couple of heart-in-your-mouth kicks to the middle. Don't oh, yes. you worry about that. Yeah, no, we did roll the dice, <laughs> so I'd say that to Lauren. And I think Essendon, they cottoned on to They learned to defend against it, and we became very gun-shy after a while. If you're only going up the middle and you're not using the width, we saw what happened when Amon used the width. Yeah. Uh, that was a lovely goal. Mm-hmm. The overlap run, that's what we need to be able to do on both sides. I don't, I don't remember anything like that on the members' wing. This is what's going to happen with the young side, and we've really got to... You've got to make sure they get the mindset that they can they can handle the scoreboard pressure mm-hmm. and still execute the game plan. Yeah. Because they were trying everything they could. But they were just reactive. And obviously, we have no idea what our best 23 looks like. Mm-hmm. Whatever he put in that season guide. Whoa! <laughs> we had a go, didn't we? <laughs> This question from James. I thought we were competitive early because of our pressure, but that was non-existent after quarter time. Was it a matter of not putting enough pressure around the ball that made them carve us up so easily? And this follow-up question from Fusa. uh, The one thing that disgusted me was the lack of intent to hunt the man when we went behind. If you lack confidence, the easiest thing you can do is tackle. Tackle your way into confidence. Tackle and run. Tackle and run. It's very simple. The rest will follow. Absolutely. The fundamentals were lost. It's one of the most frustrating things you can see as a fan because the opponent doesn't denote how much intensity you can give. You can always put in more. You can always show effort. You know, you can be outclassed, but they don't get a say over how hard you run or how fiercely you tackle. Mm -hmm. And I just don't think that was there for long enough. No, definitely not. And there was also no biff. Are you saying bring DJB in? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm just saying we need a bit of heart and soul. Yeah, yeah. 
you know. Well, pushed around. Pushed around way too easily. Anyway, we did have a few champions out there on the weekend. At halftime? Yeah, halftime. <laughs> I did enjoy that. Got me out of my seat. This question from Adrian. Have they gone so hard on the attack side of the game plan that they've neglected accountability? The way Essendon walked out of defence, the amount of loose Essendon forwards that took uncontested marks inside 50 was alarming. Yeah, I don't think that's the case. Uh, They were accountable against the Magpies, but this was uh, very much like the Geelong game. And here's one final question from the mailbag uh, from Brent. Besides wins, what do you want to see from this team? I'd love to see more attacking moves forward. So many switches today that eventuated into nothing. We need some dare every now and then. Yeah, I I think I want to see some some set plays in the forward line mm. uh, that are they're not rocket science. No, they're just a long kick, and everyone's in position to shark it. That's I right. Don't necessarily want it to be taken as a mark yeah i just want to see eight out of ten times or four out of five mm-hmm. we have the blokes in the position to crumb i don't care whether we get it or not mm-hmm. but if if it's only essendon blokes shark in the pack not gonna be happy the way i tend to set up whenever i'm doing a best 22 23 is my half forwards are generally a little bit smaller than you'd expect because i'm expecting a hack kick from the center square into our forward line, just getting it forward any old hour. And then I want those half forwards to run back and immediately converge front and square, mm-hmm. knowing that's not going to be a mark because typically we don't do that. Back to contested marks, Tiz. Yeah, when is the new AFL 23 out? This is it, right? It's very video game logic. <laughs> it's very programmed. But you'll notice that how many hack kicks we have out of the center. It's quite a few. We look at our best when we're not doing that, but, you know, it's it's tough at the coalface and Warple loves a hack kick out of nowhere and, you know, just, just put it anywhere, put it into the forward line and we have to be ready for that. We're, you know, someone like Dylan Moore or, or Chad Wingard running back with the flight of the ball, ready for it to hit the deck and to pick the crumb. Do you remember that line that happened after Sewell nearly smothered that kick? in the 2013 prelim. Mm. I'm not going to use the line, but I'm going to say there might be a bit of that about Wingard. Yeah, well, it's going to get to that stage. By the end of the season, you know, his spot needs to be challenged, right? Can we all agree that? Yep. Absolutely. That's a goal for this season. Where he, oh, I can't think of a, a spot that won't be challenged for, to be quite honest. Well, yeah. It's Apart looking, from Sicily. It's looking that way. And moving Hardwick up to the forward line. Yeah. Let's talk about that. What? Mm. Why did that happen? Is that for pressure acts because he's got five tackles? Is that for structure up there or because they know he can kick? Um, Could be all of those things. He goes up there and kicks two goals mm. against the Tide mm. with four score involvements. Is it because he's one of the guys that didn't immediately leave the forward 50 arc? <laughs> but he's also come to the club as a forward and then he's yes. trained to play as a backman. Yep. Mm. But also, it was having Clarko a, pushed him forward a number of times. Yeah, he was having a tough day in defence as well, Hardwick. Yeah. So it would have been easy to see him uh, switch and go up the field. Did we look any better without him in defence? No, nah, not so, really. But the game's gone by then. You're so, robbing Peter to pay Paul. Yeah, but the game's gone. So it's not... You're just, you're just throwing magnets around at that point pretty... pretty throw them harder. Yeah. Throw them harder. <laughs> Let's have G- DGB at centre-half forward. Let's... People are calling for that. Look, he was in the twos. He at least showed vigour. Yep. (laughs) 
and that's right. and attack on the football, and he defended yeah. quite well. You know, I, this I, team looks like it needs a little vigor right now. Well, it looks like it just needs someone who's standing up and yeah, not prepared to. A little bit of that white line fever. A little bit of that. I noticed Sicily didn't back down at all, though. No, no, it didn't, which is good. That's what you want from a captain. Uh, speaking of white line fever, Sydney. Uh... <laughs> Who are we bringing in? Shades of Dan Hanterbury. <laughs> Who are we bringing in? Who comes out of the side? Are we ruthless after one game no, of footy? No, we are not. Okay, so you're expecting we stay the course for the most part. Yeah, Sammy's not going to spin it too hard. Okay, so a lot of people calling for Cozzy to be dropped. Who are you going to kick to? Well, exactly. Right. So, Cozzy is safe yet again. Yep. I would say so. You can only bring in Max, and we have a three-ruck situation. A little bit top-heavy at that Could point. Could it be worse? <laughs> so I don't know. But Cozzy stays in. Uh, you, you need. We don't really have a choice. We need to persist. It's not going to get any easier. No, it's not. I reckon, mate, if we... Look, Sydney's going to be tough. Sydney could tear us to shreds. Cause... No, I meant for Cozzy in his matchup. It's not oh, going right, to get any okay. easier. Well, I, I would say, broadly speaking, Sydney could tear us to shreds. And then after that, if we can't pick up the W against North. Boy, oh. boy, it's going to be a long season. For those players, more more than the, than the fans, obviously well, it's tough I'm, on I us. I imagine but... we might actually put a man to Sheasel, though, having watched that match. He played very well, but what was Simo doing? He's just, did he? Did yeah. He... And then they nearly won at the end. I was going to say, North only just quite, won. Quite strange. But the, look, that's it's going to be a tough month. That's the game we need to win. Because, look, mate, I, I don't think we're getting near Sydney. We're going to do that thing that Paul Ruse used to do. What's that? Where you just pick a game like a month or two months ahead and oh, like, just work that's through it. the game we, we're playing for. Mm. I, re- I reckon April Fool's will be a very good day <laughs> to watch the footy. <laughs> okay, we need to focus on this one, though. So do you're, we? Not, do we? you're not really making any changes against Sydney. Um, any, look, anything could happen. At the selection table. Wingard's out. Yep, we yep. need we need a pressure forward. Uh, mind you, Wingard was sitting on the bench and he didn't seem to have any kind of ice strapping, yeah. nothing. It, and it, it was referred to as cramp. cramp yes. So, <laughs> but you just never know. There could be enough to see him out of, of this week's game. Um, does Finn have have a, a go to tag here for this week? Oh, look, you could tag any of those Swans mids. Mm-hmm. It would help. Does Bramble get another game? I don't know. There's a few guys that didn't really excite me that much. Well, who are you bringing in for Bramble? Yeah, well, long that's a question. Yeah, well, long as a forward option, maybe. A mid-forward hybrid. So we could see Max Lynch or yes. the other Max, Max Ramsden. How many did he kick? Uh, he was very prolific in I think, front of goal. I think at least two. I, think, oh, I can't remember. And then you have... You know, O'Sullivan, I know it's a step up, but geez, you know. O'Sullivan kicked two, at least. Yeah, and then you got Butler. Yep. And then I thought it was fantastic to see Brockman named in the maybes. So, look, there is a lot of pressure to keep your spot. As Luke Bruce said, that's probably, he was probably the only one that noticed there was pressure because he kicked three. (laughs) And, uh... (laughs) hey, Sam Mitchell himself has said that, you know, we're a team where spots have to be earned. Yep. Does he. Walk the walk for round two. But if Is you're if you're worried about not playing the same centre lineup, yeah, <laughs> enough times during a match, yeah, imagine what's going to happen if you keep making changes 
big number of changes. Yeah, I'm, I'm not not making wholesale changes this week or anything. I, I do want to see some consistency in those combinations. I think that's that's the only way you bed down an idea of who's good with one another and how they work with one another, basically. Yep. And when you take your key forward off and the pressure acts in the forward 50 don't increase. Mm, that's totally unacceptable. That's the thing they need to address. ASAP. Mate, that's going to do it for our recap here. Oh, to- what a delightful recap. <laughs> it was in a tough ter- one. It was a in tough terms one. of the day, what I enjoyed most was, of course, the chips at halftime. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I caught up with a few mates at halftime. That was good. And uh, we were speaking about how good Mackenzie looked and mm-hmm. a couple of the other young fellas. And Meek's a big fellow in the ruck for us. And he, yep. Could be the next premiership Ruckman. Yeah. No, this is at halftime, listeners. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we were feeling pretty good. Goal of the year from Chad. Yep. You know, we're thinking, this is not that good. Mm-hmm. We can keep our tails up. We've heard about how Burge is going to have them running out the game. Mm. All this kind of stuff. And get, oh, I was pretty excited going into the G at the start of the day, too, because I'd been talking to some of our listeners. Yeah. And uh, we had made the mistake of making them feel like a win was in the offing <laughs> or could happen. So here I need to draw your attention to. You've stumbled into this, and it's quite unfortunate for you. But the truth of the matter is that you tipped us to win. I did. And you tipped us by over 40 points. Did I? You did. Oh, Do you not pod. remember this? Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> not on the pod. In person. You oh. mentioned right before, <laughs> right before we went into the ground. Oh, that was just bravado. No, it wasn't. I, that, that was legit. Nah. That was the truth. Show me where I put money on it. That's legit. <laughs> the audit of Tiz. <laughs> a Hawk Talk podcast special. Uh, no, but we did have a really good uh, pregame, uh, selling our season guides to some of the listeners. We're delighted to meet so many Hawthorne fans uh, that, that came out to the G. They made made uh, some time in their day. They went out of their way to come and see us and, and grab a copy of the season guide. We ran out of copies. We did. I didn't bring enough. Sure, that could be a narrative. <laughs> I'd like to think it's a little more upbeat than that. Uh, no, we had a good day. Well, main thing was we had a few good conversations. There was some great stuff. Well, um, that's part of why it's so rewarding is the, the banter with listeners and yeah, getting to meet some people who have supported us for a long time is, we is pretty amazing. We had a chat about the AFLW and how that's yep. going. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we got, we got um, one of our listeners um, from China. Yes. He'd been listening from China for a number of years. Now, that is surreal. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know whether you know, but you can click on our insights and you can see where the <laughs> listeners are from around the world. And I think to myself, oh, well, that's VPNs, you know, that's yeah. virtual private network, people pretending they're in America so they can get <laughs> better Netflix. Yeah. But then I can't imagine why people would be pretending they're in, you know, South Korea and things yeah. like that. Number one Hawthorne podcast in Cambodia. <laughs> So, something to hang our hats on. Yeah, and, and France. Quite a lot of listeners in France. So um, That's uh, Cam McKenzie's family still over there. <laughs> anyway, it's just so great to meet. Oh, um, and Ireland. We can't forget Ireland. Ireland. That, there's there's yep. quite a number. So, County Meath? What is it? Where Nash is from? Anyway. Don't get it wrong. <laughs> I've really rolled the dice in my memory there. It's not good at the best of times. Anyway, it was lovely to meet some of the community that gets around our show each and every week. Fantastic to meet you all and coming out to get a guide. That was, yeah, 
Anyways, we look to wrap up. Uh, you can rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. We'd really appreciate that. And uh, as we alluded to, we we do have a massive community online of diehard Hawks fans around the show. You can find us there on uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram as well. And as always, we'd like to extend a massive thank you to our many proud, passionate, and paid-up Patreon subscribers who help make the Hawk Talk podcast possible. Your support really does make a difference to what we do. You uh, you help us put time into this show week in, week out. And we've had a new subscriber get on board, which is great to see. Shout out to Stephen. Big thanks to you, mate. And uh, plenty of sweet perks for subscribers, including a digital copy of our season guide. For all the details, head to patreon.com slash hawktalkpod for all the details. And uh, still got some copies of the of the guide floating around. Yeah, yeah just hit us up on eBay or um, come see us in round four or nine. Or... <laughs> Are we taking some to Adelaide? Definitely. All right, we'll take a few. Well, we to have Adelaide. been hit up from a few listeners from Adelaide. We have, yeah. That's going to meet be fun. them and have a drink, and yeah, we're going to have a good time in Adelaide, no matter what the result. <laughs> it's about the journey. Yeah, and by that I mean the, the trip. Well, I mean up we're going to go and see other sides as well. It's going <laughs> yeah, to be that, a real true. Hawthorne, and also every other team in the AFL weekend. We are gathering round, and not just Hawthorne. Terrible. It just doesn't work. It's... <laughs> What are we talking about now? Are we back on the forward line? Or? <laughs> oh, no. Oh. oh, mate, we have to wrap up. That was a disappointing round one, but it is, at the end of the day, the first game of the season. It's yeah. just one game down. As bad as that looks, it's never as bad in reality. And can I just say that I've seen Hawthorne play worse than that. I, I saw... Right, no, please take us down this road. No, 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 I'm just saying that let's not get carried away. I saw them play worse than that last year. Or what Did you? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, you, you mean Gold me? Coast? Well, we weren't there. Gold Coast and Kilda. Yeah, I'd say last year's Essendon game was worse than that. Oh, I had I had a bit of fun. I had a lot of fun actually doing this. I probably shouldn't oh, have done the, it. The laptops out. What's happening? I'm nervous. Well, I went back and I thought, when was the last time I felt this dejected early in a season? Would you <sighs> this like is the to... note we want to wrap up on as well. Would this you like nice. to know which year it was? Go on. 1997. <laughs> Right. And just to give you an idea, we finished second last. By the way, Hawthorne never finished any lower than 15th. Okay. Uh, we were fifth for the year in experience, finishing second last. Mm. We were third oldest. Okay. We had the second most career goals in the side. Dunstall was still playing. Mm-hmm. And we had we had the second most Brownlow votes. Wow. Out of the whole... How does that happen? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so maybe this year isn't off to such a bad start. And then you click through and you have a look at what happens as they renew the list and you get to about two... You know, we made fine. We mm. made a prelim in 01. Yeah. You know, we're talking 97. I think John Hay arrives at the club. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this is to give you perspective, Nick. It, it's helped. It's helped. Not ha- has, it, has it actually? Yeah, a little bit. Because, you know, when I go, when I, when I go through and I, I type in... 2023, we uh, obviously, if we need to hear it again, we're the youngest, we're the least experienced, and we've kicked the 15th most goals. Mm-hmm. We also have the lowest, even including Carl Amon, who topped for his club. Mm-hmm. We have the lowest number of Brownlow votes. Yep. We had 4.1 per career. Mm-hmm. So it's all up from here. <laughs> nice uplifting notes on <laughs> God. Ah, uh, look, it... We'll see what Sammy can do. The last do. time I looked like this was about 07. We'll see what Sammy can do <laughs> to inspire the troops. You've got to believe that, that a marked shift in intensity, at the very least, is coming. 
You would hope to see that against Sydney. But that's I the feel thing. like we if, will. Because that's you gotta have bare minimums. Yes. And that was well below bare minimum intensity yep. and pressure. Yep. If that improves, we're gonna surprise some teams. We but almost, if it doesn't improve, we won't be surprising no one. Hey, we almost surprised Sydney last year. Yeah. Yeah, we faded late, but we we're uh, on our way to a to a nice little victory in Tassie, so who knows what happens this week. It's in Sydney, right? It's in Sydney. And Box Hill go up as well for their first right. round match. Be a good weekend up there, Flo. <laughs> We're going to be back either way, recapping all the action from round two. Thanks so much for listening. We are a happy team at Warthorn. Listener.